wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Welcome back to the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And today is part two of two of the Locked On Royals mailbag, the first ever mailbag, which will be taking place on Twitter, which was yesterday's show, and now today on Reddit. So we have a ton of Reddit questions to get to. A lot of interesting ones and really in-depth ones that I cannot wait to tackle on this episode. But first, I want to let you know that if you are a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers we have on our Locked On Podcast Network to reach sports fans just like yourself. But what you may not know is that the Locked On Royals Podcast is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Royals fans just like yourself. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives you and your local company the unique ability to reach Local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listeners, but a locked-on podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Royals fans and a predominantly male audience that's very well-educated and has disposable income, then let's put your company right here. Right where I'm talking, let's put your company right here at the start of the show, at the start of this Locked-On Royals podcast. Let everyone know where to go to support local businesses because local fans love supporting local businesses, especially around Kansas City. There is so many thriving local businesses because of the great people of Kansas City and the in the greater area that you guys need to be locked on right here and advertising with us. So text the word advertising to 3377, 33777, advertising to 33777. Also visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. You can go either way, either route will get you where you need to go. Let them know who you want to advertise with what team you want to advertise with, and we will help you achieve locked-on advertising success. So once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you and getting your company right here. So let's dive into this episode of the Locked On Royals podcast. And again, this episode will only have Reddit questions, and let's start with the pelvic woe on Reddit, interesting name there. Why can't we get anything out of Jorge out of Jorge Lopez? Excuse me, three ERA last year. He feels like a guy who we let go and he becomes an all star. Jorge Lopez is a, of course, a pitcher right handed. He's going to come out of the bullpen this year. Just 26 years old, drafted by the Brewers. Again, last year he had a six ERA. You know, I'm not ready to give up on Jorge Lopez just yet. I think that. In the bullpen this year, he might be able to find his his footing a little bit. But I think that this year is a make or break year for Jorge Lopez. I think if he doesn't if it doesn't click this year, if he doesn't improve this year, then it is time to move on from him uh, and let him figure some things out. Uh, but 
to answer the question, I don't know why Jorge Lopez isn't working. I mean, he has the talent, he has the stuff, he has quality stuff, but he cannot piece it all together, and sometimes that happens. And sometimes it magically fixes itself overnight. So I'm interested to see how he works with Mike Matheny and how these guys can kind of overhaul, overhaul the pitching staff and see if they can get anything out of these guys. I think Lopez out of the bullpen is going to be beneficial for him, especially this year, and we'll see where things go for him. But I understand your concerns about if he doesn't work out and then he goes to another team and becomes an all-star, but I really think that there's nothing to worry about in the sense of if he doesn't work out with the Royals, he's probably not going to work out, uh, period. But you never know. I mean, guys find their stride later on in their career sometimes, and Jorge Soler has a chance this year to to really write his career. I think that he's a guy who I look at that could have a Hunter Dozier-like turnaround. Or, uh, of course, Hunter Dozier, Hunter Dozier was never terrible you know, in, in the big leagues, but he had a phenomenal turnaround last season and became an all-star. I don't think Lopez can become an all-star, but I do think that he can become a serviceable bullpen arm. So the next question comes from Kansas underscore fan on Reddit. And this is an interesting one. This is probably the the deepest question that we have in the sense of, you know, it has to really dig deep. If you hand in a Royals lineup card today, if you could be the one to fill it out and you got the Royals lineup card and Mike Matheny told you, fill this out and this is the lineup from now until the trade deadline, what would it look like? So for me, I'm going to go with leading off Mondesi, you know, of course playing shortstop if you care about the defensive possessions. I'm going to go with Mondesi leading off. I don't really like Mondesi leading off in the sense of um, I don't think it's the best strategy, but there's also no one else to do it. Whit Merrifield would be a good leadoff hitter, but then who are you going to put number two? So it's a kind of a trickle-down effect. I would rather have Whit Merrifield batting second and getting more at-bats in that slot than batting first and then Mondesi, uh, of course, being there. So Mondesi playing short, batting first. Uh, second, I have Whit Merrifield playing center field. I think that Witt's going to be a great center fielder and going to prove his versatility. He's already proven that he's a good second baseman. He's a good fielding second baseman. Witt playing center field for an entire year uh, will get that momentum building even more for the trade deadline. Of course, he's already proven he can be an outfielder, but this is just good to play center field in it in such a big ballpark like Kansas City. That really helps you with leverage. Uh, and if you can do it in Kansas City, you can do it anywhere. Uh, batting third, I have Jorge Soler, of course, DHing. I do not want Jorge Soler anywhere near the field. Uh, you know, him at the third spot, I'd like him I'd like him four. But then again, if you move him to four, who are you putting at number three? And so at number four, I have Hunter Dozier playing right field. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how this works out, how Hunter Dozier and right works out, how he can be defensively. I think that it'll be all right. I don't think that it'll cause the Royals to lose more games than they would have. I don't think that he'll cost you any games, and then you have to get that bat in the lineup somehow. And I'd rather have Dozier out there than Jorge Soler. But that's an interesting thing to watch in spring. How does Dozier look in the outfield? Batting fifth, I have Salvador Perez. Again, Mondesi and Perez both have injury concerns, but at FanFest, they both said that they will be ready for opening day. They're on track to be ready for opening day, so I'm going to put them in here right now. Uh, Mondesi at short, of course, leading off, but now at, now at number five, we have Perez catching. I think that we're going to see Salvador Perez play a lot more first base this year as he rehabs and as he gets back to the swing of things. But in terms of getting the best possible lineup, I'm going to put Salvador Perez at the catcher spot. And batting sixth, I have Michael Franco, the third baseman who I'm very high on. If you listen to the episode when, when we first signed him, I am extremely high on Franco. I think that he has so so much more upside 
than people are giving him credit for. I think he has so much more to prove, and I think that a change of scenery, a change of pace, a change of leagues will get him uh, really going and it'll really spark his career. And I think that you can be a guy who you flip at the deadline for uh, a package you didn't foresee when you signed him. I think that he's going to be a very talented add to this lineup and really makes it competitive one through six. You have Franco as your six hitter, and I think that if his career turns around like I think it will, that's a very good spot. And so you also, at number seven, have Gordon batting and playing left field, of course. You know, in the first half, I think Gordon can be a very good hitter, but he's going to tail off in the second half as he always does. That's why I have him so low. I'm not going to overreact to his first half last year. He's never been a good hitting player. He's been a phenomenal defensive player. He's never been a good bat. So I'm going to keep him down there at, at seven. And then rounding out the order, batting eighth, I have Ryan O'Hearn. I think he's going to win the first base job this spring. Uh, and I think that Mike Matheny, you know, has said all, all offseason long, he's very high in O'Hearn. And Mike Matheny has compared O'Hearn to Dozier. He said that this is the year that we could see O'Hearn turn it around and become an all-star and, and fill out his potential. And, I, and I've always believed in Ryan O'Hearn. I've, I've been a more of a Frank Schwindel kind of guy at first base, but I've also liked O'Hearn. But my, my, my number one was always Frank Schwindel. But I also like O'Hearn here, and I think that he's going to win the first base job and, and get that eighth spot in the order, and we'll see if he can turn his career around. So betting ninth, I have Nicky Lopez playing second base. This way, you have Lopez at nine, Mondesi at one, kind of a, a interesting bottom of the order to the top of the order type dynamic there. If you can get Lopez on base and Mondesi on base, that's some speed to come around with Whit Merrifield coming up and Jorge Soler coming up on innings that break that way, where you're, where you're going to be due up 9-1-2. And then if they can get on base, you have Soler and everyone to bring them around. So I like this I like this lineup. I think that this is the best possible lineup to construct from now until the trade deadline. Let me know what you guys think. I know that some opinions will vary right here. So again, thank you, Kansas underscore fan on Reddit, on Reddit. But you can let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S what your lineup would be for the rest of the season. And if you were the manager, who would you throw out there? Thank you for not asking me about the rotation, though, because that's a total mess. But uh, Werewolf Mac asks, what would be your walk-up song? So my favorite artist to listen to, I'll list them out right now. Lana Del Rey, Father John Misty, The Beatles, uh, Ziggy Stardust, David Bowie, Who's the same person, but obviously under two different characters. Uh, you know, guys like that. Nirvana. None of those really have pretty good walk-up songs, you know. Uh, so those are my that's my musical taste right there. Again, I like Ziggy Stardust a lot. I like that character a lot more than even just pure David Bowie. Uh, I like Father John Misty. I like Lana Del Rey. My walk-up song would probably be something by Lana Del Rey because she has more songs that are kind of upbeat in the sense of what you would walk up to. You're not going to walk up to a Father John Misty song about the earth dying or about how everyone's going to die soon. So you wouldn't walk up to a, uh, you know, a philosophy song like that. Uh, but I would probably pick something by Lana Del Rey. Uh, what would you guys' walk-up song be? I'm always interested to see... Uh, what people would pick for their walk-up music. So we have a couple more questions from Reddit after the break. And so this question from Sir Shrek That Dank, which is, again, an interesting Reddit name, uh, but he asked, was MLB Network not ranking Whit Merrifield in their top 10 of second baseman outrageous? So this question is interesting. I assume that you mean 
the top 10 lists that they do with Brian Kenny and the Strutter. Uh, I used to watch those all the time. I kind of have lost lost the ability to sit around and watch them. I do enjoy Brian Kenny, though. Anytime I can hear his analysis, I really like it. Uh, but I think right here, again, this is me not watching the, the episodes of the second baseman or the center fielders, but I think that they're going to classify him as an outfielder. And so I think that he'll be ranked whenever they do their, their center field spot, if they haven't already. I think that he'll be ranked there. Uh, if he was still playing second base and he was going to enter this year as a second baseman, I would totally agree with you. He's a top 10 second baseman. But I don't think he's going to be a second baseman this year. So this one comes from Reindeer on Reddit, which is a fascinating name. Here we go with these Reddit names. He says, How much money would it take for you to eat a hot dog at the K? And so if you listen to Tuesday's show... You know whenever, um, I believe it was Austin Nick asked me about the K and the experience there. I, I briefly touched about the concessions, and here's what I was talking about. Apparently, the hot dogs are just god-awful. Uh, luckily for me, I guess, I've never tried one. I've never had any food at the K. I've, like I told you on Tuesday, I've only ever had drinks at the K. Uh, how much money would it take for me to eat one? If they're as bad as everyone says, a lot. It sounds like they are truly disgusting and will honest to God, make you sick. So I am way too scared to try a hot dog at the K. But if you've had a hot dog at the K, let me know how it is. Let me know what your experience was. Did you have food poisoning after? Uh, was it good? And people are just kind of lying and, and kind of joining the bandwagon of, of piling on the K. Uh, but again, I've never had one and I don't ever plan to have one given its track record. Uh, I think that the only thing that I would really eat at the K if I was going to eat at the K, which I haven't, is the brisket nachos. I think that those are, are safe to get. I feel like, I don't know how in Kansas City you can mess up brisket uh, and how you can also mess up nachos. It's just melted cheese. So, yeah, that that's that's the answer to your question, Mr. Reindeer, on Reddit. Thank you for everyone who's participated in this on Reddit. A ton of replies there. Reddit has been very receptive to the podcast whenever I posted it and let people know that we were, we were a thing even because the Lockdown Podcast Network has just expanded to Kansas City. And we are so excited to have this all year long and every single day of the baseball season from now until game 162 and even throughout the playoffs. Even if the roles aren't in the playoffs, I will still be doing a, a daily episode during the postseason. So this will be a fun ride. I appreciate starting this out as our first week of daily uploads uh, with some interaction from you guys. I love to talk baseball. I love answering you guys' question and just hearing you guys' feedback on the show on the Royals, on the sport of baseball itself. So I cannot wait to keep this train moving. Thank you, everyone who's listened to the show. Even if you haven't reached out to me, I appreciate it. And for everyone who's reached out to me, it means a lot to me that you guys are interacting with the show and engaging with the show, uh, especially those of you who've messaged me and, and tweeted me that, that you know you guys already make this a part of your daily routine. And we've only been doing it for you know a, a month now. And you know this is our first, our first week of being daily. So that means a lot to me as well. Uh, again, you can leave me questions anytime on Twitter. I'll answer them on Twitter, and then I'll also put them in the podcast. Uh, you can also just talk to me on Twitter over there just about baseball, life, or anything else that you want to talk about. I obviously talk about the Chiefs, NBA, pretty much everything sports-related, so follow me on there, uh, at Ryland underscore Styles. Again, thank you all for participating in the mailbag, for listening in the mailbag, and so tomorrow on Thursday, we'll be back to normal podcasts uh, where we just talk about baseball and not do the questions, so to say. But if you have any more questions, let me know, uh, and I'll answer them as soon as I can. So thank you all for listening to the Lockdown Rolls Podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. 
Be good and be good to another and we'll see you tomorrow.